kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. With all my heart, I love you, nigga. Stay with me, and you will see my arms will hold you, nigga. Was it never leave? That's it. Because I believe I'm in love, sweet love. Yes. Hear you calling out my name, and I feel no shame. <laughs> I'm in love, sweet love. Was it? What Don't you ever go away? It will always be this way. There's no stronger love in this world. Oh, nigga, no, you're mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried to keep it together. <laughs> Me too. Whatever. Hey, guys, welcome back. I'm Parker Kit Hill. And I am Samantha Irby. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. It is indeed. And welcome back. And thanks for being here. What and aren't week? you glad that you made it? <laughs> Didn't we? We, I mean, a miracle of all miracles, because a lot has happened. And if you aren't glad you made it, that's why God made wine. <laughs> Amen. This week, that is a throw pillow waiting to happen. <laughs> you know what? You just said something, but you know what? Uh, uh, the what was that place called? Um, eat no, the place where the girls go and make artisanal things. Pinterest, <laughs> the Pinterest children and the Goop girls. You can have that. <laughs> That's that free. <laughs> Do something with it. Mm-hmm. So this week in Black Excellence, we are giving honor to the Brooklyn Emerging Leaders Academy, an all-girl high school that opened in Bed-Stuy in 2017. Um, It says here on Because of Them We Can, the Brooklyn Emerging Leaders Academy can be shortened into B-E-L-A, or as I like to say, BELA. 
And I say it with that amount, that tone and bass. I don't know why. Because I'm ignorant, I guess. Um, but it says here that Bila's mission is to help overcome the educational inequities encountered by Black and Brown youth by empowering each young woman to be the best version of herself. And guess what? The first ever graduating class of the Brooklyn Emerging Leaders Academy has all gotten accepted into college. The school senior class is 90% Black. More than 75% of the graduating class being first-generation college students, which is awesome. Uh, The class of 2021, they applied to over 150 different colleges and uh, universities. And they raked in almost a million dollars in merit-based scholarships, working their asses off and asses off their work in each of their 50 seniors. All 50 of the seniors in their graduating class have gotten college acceptances. So shout the hell out to all of these hardworking young ladies, mostly black, brown, and thus which. The co-founder and head of the school for Bila, Miss Nisha Fullwood, said, Today you are rewriting history and contributing to the legacy of District 16 at Bedford-Stuyvesant. The true name of Bed-Stuy, if you didn't know. (laughs) Get into it. We've always said that you are, you all were, because you know why people like to move into oh, places yeah. and shorten things. Well, I guess bedside was, but anyways, we've always said that you all were destined for greatness, that you changed the world in ways we could never imagine. Despite your non-traditional senior year today, we celebrate all of you. And that includes Crystal and I over here at the Seragity Podcast. Congratulations. It's true. Ladies. Yes. Um, and all your hard work. And I'm sure that your futures are very, very bright. And sounds like Bila is the place to be. Right. And y'all. It's probably not Bila. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they said it and they said it like you say it, but like. <laughs> Bila. Bila, bitch. But yeah. I got a Bila. These girls <laughs> to, to have pulled off what they pulled off with like a year of Zoom school, I. Child. I really can't fathom having done that for like high school and then still doing well enough to have racked up all these different scholarship offers. So, yes, very proud of you, young ladies, and wishing you all the most success. This also led me to uh, um insatiable craving for an all black facts of life. Um, oh, somebody make it happen. And so, yeah, Robin Thede, maybe. Get with the girls. Bedford Stuyvesant, Facts of Life, all black, all nothing but tooties. Tooties all around. <laughs> black, a black girl boarding school? Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> Please. And also watch Abbott Elementary on ABC. Oh, and I cannot. I've, I just came across the trailer for that earlier today and I started cracking up Me too. all over again. I cannot wait. I love Quinta, so. Yes, black girls just doing yeah. the damn thing. Samantha Irby posted the trailer for the second season of Work in Progress. Have you seen that show? No. It is so crazy and so good. I think it's on Showtime. Um, and it's about this white dyke who starts dating a trans man and she's like super depressed. And I've heard of this show. Yeah. Yes. So it's really real. I mean, when I tell you this lead character is so impossible to root for, <laughs> like you want to. Mm. And then at the same time, you're like, oh, my God, why won't you get out your own fucking way? Like 
you too old to be acting like this frequently, like about Me. a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Samantha, um, I'm not even sure if she wrote on the first season, but she posted the trailer for the second one. And I am so excited because everything Samantha Irby touches is absolute gold. And like, she literally does not ever miss everything she does. It's incredible. So another black girl working in Amen. TV. Shout out to out all of my product. <laughs> shout out to all of our family out there in screenwriting, creating stories, mm-hmm. reflecting this, the shit that we need to see out here and trying your best to, you know, crack through the whiteness and <laughs> just get our stories told. Yeah, exactly. And doing such a, a hell of a job at the exact same time. So, yeah, it's not. An yes, easy thing. you are. We see you and we speak your names. <laughs> Amen. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. This week... In our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, uh, Prep Up to the Streets, <laughs> which is another name for the summer. Especially this summer. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we have here, we have like a nice little, I don't know, nice little it- gumbo. 
of garbage. Is it nice? <laughs> I was gonna say, is it a fun gumbo? Because I don't think it is. Um, some of your nigger faves are dipping their toes into acting. We have here apparently the weekend will be starring in his own uh, HBO series, a show that he will be co-writing. And creating with uh, the creator of Euphoria, Sam Levinson. The show is apparently called The Idol. And it will follow a female pop singer who starts a romance with a, an L.A. club owner. Oh, no, thank who you. Who is also <laughs> the head and leader of a secret cult. So, sounds like <laughs> The weekend's life story. I don't know. It sounds like something he would... I don't know. Okay. He frightens me. It's, yeah, same. Somebody else is going to have to watch that and let me know, is it godly? Like, not even just Christian, but like, mm. d- is there a higher power involved in the production of this? <laughs> because not only does The weekend scare me, but that man who invented Euphoria scares me too. So, <laughs> them children was going mm. through a lot. Though Those kids are very fucked up. It's a great show, but like, unnerving. So, y'all going to have to tell me. Yeah, the weekend gives me like I I'm frightened. I've never really connected with his voice. It kind of feels to me personally like a signal emitter of some kind. <laughs> you know, like in a, like a Mission Impossible where it's like, yeah. oh, this like you think it's just a ringtone, but it's actually emitting a signal to like a nuclear weapon, like a warhead somewhere. Yeah. And that like you actually have T minus 45 seconds to live. Like his voice sounds like something that puppies would enjoy, but secretly it's starting a war, yeah. a world war. It's devious. But that's just my <laughs> personal opinion and outlook. Also, Something just about his tone and way of of movement and expression gives me that, like, if I were at any sort of a dinner, brunch, and the doll, Abel, was there, there would be a moment where I would blink my eyes. And in just the matter of that blink, I would open them up in, in sort of an Edgar Wright, Gaspar Noé style way. I would It would be like, art house, now I'm in another dimension. Okay. And there's nothing here but black lights. And the weekend is the cl- weekend is the king of the black light kingdom. And he demands my soul. I'm just I don't I don't I don't know you how I feel. But good for her. Good for good for her. Watch this be watch this ble- be the the plot of this show. I will I will scream. Um, on the flip side of things. Young Thug is set to make his acting debut in a Tiffany Haddish production. The girls over at She Ready are working on a film uh, uh, titled Throw It Back. It is apparently going to be a musical dramedy starring, which is the main positive takeaway I have from this, starring Shahadi Wright Joseph, who I'm a big fan of, Mm -hmm. famous for her work in films like Us and The Lion King and, like, the series Them. She is an an awesome young talent, and I'm a fan of everything that she does. And Tiffany is cool. Apparently this... (laughs) What? Apparently this film... Tiffany is cool. Like you that was so it. like half ass. <laughs> like, like I like her too. I do enjoy <laughs> Tiffany. 
I didn't mean it. Like, oh yeah, Tiffany so, like, is also there. <laughs> she exists, I guess. Like, I didn't mean it. So <laughs> um, but it says here the music. It's going to be sort of like a dancey musical. It sounds kind of like New Age, Bring It On, uh, uh, Stomp the Yard, You Got Served vibes, where a high school senior is um working hard to get a spot on a squad to to appear in a controversial Miami rapper's latest music video. So she wants to be part of a high school dance team and be in this rap video and probably come of age and learn the niggas ain't shit or whatever. I mean, it is a rite of passage <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, so. we all have to get there. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Like I said, I enjoy Miss Joseph. Yeah, me too. Um, I like what Tiffany Haddish brings to the table. I'm curious, is Young Thug playing a rapper from Miami? Couldn't he just be from Atlanta? Right. Where he is from, I guess? I mean, I hope not. I actually hoping that he is playing somebody else from Miami. Um, because I think that's more of like, I don't know why, but like Young Thug being like a drug dealer from Miami makes more sense for him to play in in like a role than like a rapper from Miami. It just seems like, and I'm not entirely sure why, but (laughs) Postmates employee. Okay. Yeah. yeah, uh, Yes. Somebody working in the the gig economy. (laughs) South beach busser. Probably has a few different jobs. Right. And hopefully he's not the one who like sells this girl something tainted. I don't really don't know, but Zogang cadet. I do. I want yeah. good things for Shahadi Wright Joseph. So me as well. Happy for and her. nothing but the great things. Exactly. Yes, me as well. Also, and all of the things. Um, one Karuchi Tran, star of Claws, of Claws is on TBS, right? Uh, is it the TBS or TNT? It is TBS. There you right? go. <laughs> it's TNT. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Loud and wrong. I cannot. <laughs> anyway, Karuchi um, just pulled up to the festivities the way that the girls asked. Um, and now she's dodging Chris Brown reu- reunion rumors. Uh, the headline on the shade room read, Oop! Oh, God. Chris Brown and Karuchi Tran were, sp- were spotted leaving six flags within minutes of each other. And they showed a video of this nigga coming out in his fitted in shorts and hopping into a card that looks like a holographic Pokemon card. Mm -hmm. It literally looked like like when your nephew asked, like, do you got games on your phone? And you do. (laughs) That's what the phone looked like. Like like the games. I got you. Um, Which is completely in line with everything that Chris Brown represents. Um, And then... Allegedly, minutes later, one Karuchi went on about her business and hopped into her car, Uber, whatever. And so then we have the headlines and and gossip and <gasps> gasp and all of these things because maybe you knew, maybe you didn't, maybe you cared, maybe you did not. Karuchi has been single as of earlier this year. I think she broke up with Victor Cruz, yeah, who plays for the National Football League. Mm. And um, you like how I said the whole thing because I know that's funny. And then, so now the girls are like, "Yes, <laughs> ooh, 
rumors. So that's what was posted. And Karushi pulls up with the comment and said, ah, ah. I didn't say that. I added that part. She said, ellipses. There was an event at Six Flags for Space Jam. There were a ton of other people there next. Yeah. I was just about to say, you mean they left Six Flags within minutes of each other? I'm sure hundreds of, if not thousands of other people could say the exact same thing. So many people. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, y'all really be, y'all be reaching and trying to make something where it does not exist. And honestly, I would hope Karuchi would not be even willing to entertain that little nigga Chris Brown. <laughs> I would. I would hope. I mean, I hard. guess I understand being like, let me just go ahead and put my motherfucking foot down right now. Five to ten toes, yeah. bitch. <laughs> let me just go ahead and just address this at the moment before we all get a little too out of control and and, and wild out. Right. Because what Karuchi was, <laughs> Karuchi said, not after I sank into the void Mm-mm. between a yawnless titties. That's right. Are you going to have me on here looking like I ran back to this nigga when I just wanted some cotton candy and a, a quick preview to the 2021 <laughs> Lola Bunny? Fuck y'all. I pulled up, okay, to watch the movie, get a swag bag, and go the fuck home. I did not speak to that nigga. Right. I do not care about that nigga. Good night. I took my pictures and I went on my merry way. I'm not mad at her for clearing that up at all because niggas would absolutely you believe her? it. I mean, you believe her? You think she's lying? I don't think she has any reason to lie. <laughs> like, who are we? Nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, oh, to what? To appease the shade room? Like, girl. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get into the depths of it, it's really not that simple. It's just like, Oh my goodness, scorn, scorn, scorn. Oh my goodness, TNT, what do you think of this? Oh my goodness, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I'm not saying that I believe she's lying, because I don't. But I'm just saying, like, they're, you know, they're, it's not as simple as just being like, well, yeah, well, I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Rihanna did it, but we're not all Rihanna. I mean, that's true. I guess I just get the feeling that Karuchi is trying to, like, not have her name Mind be her primarily yes. associated with that yes. nigga, you know? Like, I agree. That was a mistake I, I made some years ago, and I'm trying to be out here with, like, a career and doing other things, and so... Well, lessons learned, queen. Exactly. So, you know, I'm but trying to... I was like, I just wanted to ride the King Dakar or whatever. <laughs> I just want to add to my Wikipedia. I'm not trying to <laughs> go back to old dicks making old mistakes. No, thank you. So, leave me out of that narrative. Well, amen. And you know what, sis? God bless you. What a mood. Speaking of relationships, um, apparently the blogs are halfway on fire. I mean, the black ones anyway. That was not okay. What? So there's Zendaya and, um, and Spider-Man were kissing. And then... Oh, yes. The... Um, the internet was all, oh my goodness, Spider-Man and Rue. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Spider-Man and Rue. <laughs> I'm just submerged in shame and I just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not your, what? For what? <laughs> I don't even know what you did. That you it wasn't even up. intentional. It was someone else does. <laughs> Listen. The girls are like sort of kind of like giving life to this whole Zendaya Spider-Man rumor or whatever. Because there were photos that um Truth Maybe Zero posted. Or was it Truth Ma- oh, or was it page six? No, page six 
posted some photos of the dolls out in LA somewhere in Tom Holland's Audi kissing, making funny faces and, you know, walking around the yard and looking like a casual couple and Zendaya ain't got no makeup on and still she looks like, you know, yep. queen of the like Amazons that. or whatever. Like model. And, and um, yeah, and here we are and they've got a movie coming out in December. And listen... I feel too old for this rumor. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I am a Zendiva, which is the name I have chosen <sighs> oh for Zendaya stands. Right. That's probably not it. I'm certain. <laughs> I'm 100% certain that yeah, Zendiva's I'm is actually not it. willing to bet my life that that's not what <laughs> it is. But you know, well, I'm a Zendiva, and so. <laughs> Whatever is good for her goose is good for my goddamn gander. And so if that is Spidey, then great. I think he's adorable. I think he's an, he seems like a pretty good actor. My favorite of the live action Spideys. I don't understand why we needed a a Nathan Drake, especially a Nathan Drake that's five, but I really enjoy the both of them. And if Zendaya is happy, I'm happy as well. But young man, you cross her. Right. Don't fuck it up. That's all I have to say to Tom Holland. Like, regular relationship issues and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Whatever. It's not like we're going to be that deep in y'all's business. But, like, <laughs> don't do something terrible because that would be your ass. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. like you Zendaya's said, I'm too, too old for this. Right now. <laughs> I'm too old. Yeah. I'm too old I'm for this way, relationship. I'm but fully... <laughs> I'm in my auntie throne, perched, <laughs> like willing to cut for strangers. <laughs> like, yeah, I will spy to your verse, bitch. You better be careful. Oh my god, <laughs> there will be no way home coming. <laughs> Being all threatening and shit, even though <laughs> that boy, like, what's his name? Like they're gonna call the FBI. I don't Tom, know. Tom, somebody. Tom, somebody seems like the most. Yeah, Tom. He seems like the most non-threatening white boy of all time. But you never know. Looks can be deceiving. He truly seems as though he like plays hacky sack he and does. drinks Capri Sun yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. And I want to hug both of them and give them snacks and like chaperone them to, yeah. you know, <laughs> to the Johnny dance. Rockets. <laughs> Johnny Rockets. <laughs> so they can split a milkshake. <laughs> Because I thought of a sock hop first. And then oh, I my of oh my god! Oh my god! Is Johnny Ro- does Johnny Rocket still exist? I think it does, and it's probably one what a shit establishment! <laughs> oh god! What a terrible place to eat and drink and be. I don't think I've ever. If I have, I don't rem- remember it, so that can't be good. Horrible food. Oh god! Damn. Horrible food. Despicable atmosphere. <sighs> the lengths that they demand their employees to go—absolutely fucking ridiculous. These bitches aren't going home and listening to Elvis Presley. <laughs> uh, like, take the shackles off their feet so yes. they can just pay their goddamn bills. Okay. Like, I feel like maybe what Johnny Rockets had was shakes. Anyhow, what's next? Um, so Lil Uzi Vert versus, um, this other nigga, St. John. <sighs> I'm no longer calling him Steven Uzi Verse because he took the, um, crystal gem out of his face, thankfully, because I was probably going to kill him or... 
you know, taken back to home world. Yeah. Some severe physiological damage. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> uh, but apparently, uh, Friday, last Friday, he got into a bit of a kerfuffle with rapper St. John at the Dialogue Cafe in West Hollywood. Um, this just... Okay, never mind. No, I'll say it. Whenever I think of, like, straight people being in West Hollywood, I'm almost like, why? Yeah, and that shows you how much I know about California <laughs> or L.A. or anything like that. Anytime I'm like, well, straight people are in West Hollywood, for what? Because anytime I think of West Hollywood, I think of gay white people oh, yeah. and The Walking Dead. Yep. <laughs> at the same time. I mean, me too. It's probably It's like the last gays of us. <laughs> It's probably just very mixy overall. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if you tend to see a lot of celebrities there just because it is West Hollywood. But yeah, when I when I hear West Hollywood, I automatically think of rich white gays. The girls are giving starship troopers, but the aliens and not the troopers. I I have not seen that, so I don't get the reference, but (laughs) it's giving a quiet place, but a quiet fleet. Didn't see that either, but I do know what fleets are. So This is what sleep de- deprivation <laughs> looks like. So Lil Uzi Vert and St. John were in West Hollywood. St. John was minding his Negro business on an alleged business uh, lunch date, dinner date, noon. Lunch date with one Brittany Bird, who is the ex-girlfriend of rap star Little Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. Well... Miss Vert was not feeling this little uh, moment at the cafe. So he pulled up, allegedly hopped out of a Cadillac Escalade, approached the table, swung a punch at St. John, missed. Then at some point they are saying a gun fell out of his person, frightened bystanders. Um, And also reports have it, that at some point in this whole debacle, Uzi pushed this gun into the stomach of Brittany Bird, Brittany Bird, and punched her repeatedly, oh which led God. to her having to go to the hospital. So the blogs are currently having their ghetto debates with that. Since then, we have seen Uzi in the Hamptons with his current girlfriend, JT where he was dancing like one of the damn uh, Rocksteady crew, Zulu Kings, breaking, whatever the fuck. And she was screaming in support of his, um, you know, America's best dance crew abilities. And I guess he's supposed to act like this never happened because he's an again rap. Uh, uh, see, this is, <clears throat> this is another example of like looks being deceiving. Because for the longest time, I thought Lil Uzi Vert was some harmless young person who was like maybe bisexual and you know just like to be out here and having fun and making his music and you know like very like late tumblr-ish i don't know why this just always has been the impression that i had Mm -hmm. of him so hearing this story like this stuff about the ex-girlfriend and all this i'm just like this is why you can't go based off of like vibes you get from niggas or a couple of little short videos you see of niggas that went viral or whatever. And this is why you can't assume that a person is above something or not capable of doing something because of their celebrity. Because 
Like it's it's gross enough that you are this pressed over seeing your ex girlfriend out to lunch or dinner or whatever with somebody else. Like it's weird enough that you are reacting like this, but like a gun, my nigga. And I thought you was about to say it fell out of his purse and I was really going to scream. But <laughs> this whole, like uh, a fucking weapon and the girl <laughs> had to... <laughs> I'm picturing like a little Glock for like a like, yeah. like a baby Glock falling out of Chanel far. that he hasn't given to, <laughs> he hasn't given to JT yet. Like it's still got the tag on it or something. I just uh uh this this Snow young lady had to be hospitalized. Like I don't understand. I what is she doing? I don't like, I don't is, I don't know what what Jatavia is doing at all by continuing to be in a relationship with this person. Oh, I meant, I meant Uzi. Yeah, I and I was going to yeah. say, I also don't understand what Uzi's <laughs> entire issue is at all because, like, I think if I'm JT, though, I have to sit down and really start asking myself some very difficult questions. Like, why is he this pressed over his ex? You gotta. Why is he... Why is he putting his hands on punching and like using guns? Like, why is this happening? Why is he doing this to another person? Because nothing about that story led me to believe that a violent reaction was warranted or necessary. So why? What's happening? Or 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 presence. Or <laughs> or, or or being there. The fact that you were even bothered. Like it's it's really yeah. Yeah. So now you have a whole ass new girlfriend that you claim is so great and and bad emojis, <laughs> and she's always bigging you up and screaming for you and all this other stuff. And she's literally beautiful and hardworking and stuff. Why are you out here catching cases of your ex? What is this fucking giving? And you got a lot of nerve with your Buzz Lightyear sized ass, like pulling up on anybody with any kind of a pr- any pressure. Like, just have you listen. Call me back. Why do I keep saying that? It's just like, I don't have my no, but fucking for real. Tell her. I mean, but y'all but like, from Miami. Y'all, y'all can, I'm sure what? y'all know somebody Listen. who knows somebody who know each other. <laughs> I'm sure. And it's just You a fucking silver dollar. You're a silver dollar. I don't give a fuck about Baby Pluto. I don't give a fuck about, and because I enjoy Uzi's music. I truly do. And I, like you, looked at Uzi as kind of like, Oh, he's like the little like alternative Rocky rap nigga mm-hmm. that like has all the tats and piercings and is maybe, uh, you know, a, a little somewhere on the Kinsey scale. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? He pulled, he, I, I think of the bus, the little viral video where he pulled up on them niggas on the bus and was like, I don't know, I'm just out here, know, just you know, just here. hanging out. And, and just seemed like, yeah. yeah, I just got here. It just seemed like every man. And then fast forward to now, and I'm thinking of him talking to JT, talking about on live, cussing out a woman being Carisha and saying like, JT, if I tell you to tongue kiss me right now on this live, you'll do it. So stop. Oh, and it's right. giving like, woo. You little controlling and possessive and I don't like prone to outbursts. Yeah, it's just nothing about this. Um, that I care for and I want that girl to be safe. And I, this nigga, he don't even deserve the nickname in reference to Steven Universe. Because Steven Universe would never. This yeah, no, we have completely removed it as he has it. removed that ghastly and ridiculous stone from betwixt his brow. <laughs> We're not calling him that anymore because Steven Universe, Rose even with her raggedy trifling mm-hmm. ass trifling. deserves better than that. Trifling. And everything that Rebecca Sugar built, we're right. done. We're not doing it. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. So that nigga. has died. Right. <laughs> Too bad. Grand closing. 
Onika has very, very, very important news to share this week, girls. Um, this podcast is coming out on Wednesday, but apparently tomorrow, Thursday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, one Onika Tanya Mirage will be sharing some tantalizing information. She tweeted today, there's something I urgently need to share with you guys. I'll go live on IG Thursday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. No, I won't be late. In fact, I'll be early. <laughs> this is very, very, very important. Love you guys so much. Um, I'm assuming that this is going to be in relation to her HBO Max uh, documentary. Yeah, this is promo for something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because there's no such thing as a, as a celebrity urgently needing to tell their fans something. <laughs> to schedule oh. something for later in the week. Right. And then to be like, <laughs> I'll do it in 48 hours. What? So it isn't. Yes. <laughs> this actually isn't urgent. at all. If it was that urgent, you could have put it in a tweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a, a promotion package. for something. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Which is Yeah, fine. I definitely think it's, it's going to be uh, related to her. I think it's a docu-series. Yeah, it's it's six half-hour episodes. It's not just a film. So it's going to be an, a Nicki Minaj docu-series coming to HBO Max. And I feel like it's going to be in a relation to that because it feels too early to to be an album-related thing for some reason. And I damn sure don't think it's, hey, guys, I've accepted Little Kim's uh, challenge versus to Versus. <laughs> no, me either. I definitely don't. I don't, I don't think we'll ever get that. <laughs> I, I don't think she's going to tell us her son's name. We're still going to have to call him. We're probably going to call that child Papa Bear when he's applying for college. I just not realized and we I'm don't know not that baby's name. That. His name's Papa Bear. I'm not complaining, girl. Pry, they, see. I don't need to know that baby name. I'm glad that you... The fact that you shared those adorable photos of him, to me, felt like a privilege. Thank you. I get to see what he looks like and gush over how cute he is and how he looks like you. I wouldn't even have done that. I'm not famous. Yeah, I'm just shocked, so, honestly, because birth records. You need to tell me that boy name. Birth records tend to be fairly public, so I'm just I'm just stunned more than True. anything else that either either Nikki hasn't like registered it with the state, or you know somehow somebody is like not spilling or <laughs> leaking this information. I'm kind of shocked yeah. that it hasn't come out, but good for her. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> Keep as much of that private into yourself as possible. But yeah, urgent message to share with your fans in two days. That is not it. <laughs> That's not yeah, true. No, it definitely feels like you're all about to get a crisp trailer uh, to this HBO Max T. And like, even that, I'm actually really interested in watching the series because like, <laughs> much like Kim's um, memoir that's coming out in November, November, I'm locked in. I want the tea. I want to hear how y'all been feeling. I want to hear how y'all been working. I want to hear how these niggas have been trying you and disrespecting you and how you had to put them back in their places. I want to hear how you've been feeling about all of the gossip and all of the rumors. I like I'm I'm into it. So, yeah, I I mean, I'm going to watch it. So (laughs) fully and completely. (laughs) So, yeah, if I am still awake for whatever ungodly reason at 1030 p.m. on Thursday, then. Oh, you know, I will be. I I mean, I tried to do it the last time Nikki said she was going live, but she was so late that I had to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she said I will be early. Because the barbs were pissed, child. They were. She had them niggas up looking at Instagram for like and you an know, hour and a half. <laughs> every barb has like 
some sort of self-crafted chart to their bloodline connecting to Nikki's. So they all feel as though they are Nikki's cousin and they are comfortable and familiar enough to be like, bitch, Don't do you it. need to have your Trinidadian ghetto ass on here <laughs> the time that you said that you're going to do it. And so she's like, you know, yes, I will be on time or I'll be early or whatever, which mm-hmm. is cute. So we'll see. We shall see what it is. But if she's actually just announcing that baby's name, yeah, fine, whatever. I'll take that too. Um... I had like this whole story of little Kim and what she said to 50 Cent, but what time? We're at like 40. It's 11. Okay. I'm going to just move on to. So, Tabitha Brown (laughs) was a subject on a recent Hot Topics segment of the Wendy Williams show. Mm hmm. Wendy, who admitted that she was not familiar with Tabitha at the time, pulled up a clip where Tabitha was talking about the ability and excitement of retiring her husband. I believe his name is Chance. Retiring him from the LAPD so that he could instead pursue his passions and his dreams, including, you know, coaching and mentoring young men starting organizations along those lines and so on and so forth. Child, Wendisha was not having it. She (laughs) sat up there, (laughs) let that clip play. And as soon as it was done, she was like, nope, mm -mm, not at all. And she very candidly was like, if anybody knows what it's like to be raking in the dollars and having a nigga on the back end, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. taking advantage of that, it is me. And let me tell you, Tabitha, this bitch I've never heard of, how that's going to go for you. (laughs) He's going to be bitter. He's going to fail time and time again. He's going to come home and be angry at you because he feels unfulfilled. And then argument and argument and all this other stuff. And honestly, like, when I watched the clip, of course, this was after, you know, Tabitha's response. Mm -hmm. But when I watched the clip, I felt bad because, like, personally, it it felt to me like after a while she forgot she was talking about someone else. She probably did because the projection like, was deep. It was deep and it was crystal clear. Like it felt like she fully just like relapsed into an argument that she had with Kevin. And honestly, to this day, fuck Kevin Hunter mm-hmm. and um everything that he stands for and whatever is going on with his ratchet ass ghetto union to this day but at the same time like mama you can't just be projecting that kind of tea onto people that you don't even know right anyway i mean and it's because it wasn't like let me just give you a word of advice sister happy for you Mm -hmm. that you were able to retire that man he was too Mm -hmm. damn fine to be a cop any damn way well, so all I'm going to say is, you know, girl. watch out for A, B, and C. Da, 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 da. would hate to see yes. you in the type of situation I was in. Thank you. Instead, you said, Tabitha Brown, this is how Thank your you. miserable ass marriage is going to unfold. Yes. And this is how it is. And I know because I Preach. lived it. And it's like the entire time I'm sitting here like, Ex- 
but Wendisha, that's your life. That's your marriage. Yes. That's your, you you cannot... just said you don't know them. Right. And Tabitha and Chance have been married already for like 30 years or something crazy. So it's like, I really They've been you... together 23 years, I think. Yeah, something like that. So it's like, I really... Her husband is not Kevin. Her husband's not Kevin. And, and I'm sure he, that nigga's not perfect. I'm 100%. However. But you're 1,000% right. <laughs> you have no space to tell this woman that this is how it's going to go when you have decided to like, that you make enough money to where your man can stop doing this and and now you're taking care of him. Meanwhile, Tabitha Brown's like, you have no idea what we have going on over here. You have no idea what he sacrificed so that I could be out here and getting my career off the ground and the the things this man has done for his family like this is me holding him down the same way he held me down and all this i'm like what happened to just saying i have some advice or even perhaps here is my opinion and not this is what's gonna happen to you and i know it's gonna happen to you because it happened to me like that just logically that don't even curl all the way over because that doesn't that's not how life happens It's cute, girl. Love the smile and and the showing of the teeth. Look out for these things. Yep. Like it could, you know what I mean? Like it could be giving Mm -hmm. like, if anybody knows this this, this path, it's me, girl. So look out for A and look out for B and please look out for C. But not like, oh, let me tell you what's going to happen with you and your husband that I don't know. And I also don't know you. It's just like. Right. I feel bad. And like, that's I another really thing. Like, like, you acted. That nigga did a number on her. You don't know these people, and you know that you don't know these people. You just heard right. a woman made a, made a lot of money, and now she's saying her husband don't have to work no more. And you immediately got triggered. Like, the real psychological trigger, not what them little asshole kids on the internet say to be rude. Like, you really got triggered, and you went off into another space that didn't have nothing to do with Tabitha Brown <laughs> or Chance. Well, honey, <laughs> oh, Tabitha yes. folded her ass up like a hibachi napkin. What does she call she her fans? In... The Tabacados? <laughs> oh, I have no, I've never heard that. <laughs> All of the Tabitha Brown fans went to Wendy's comments with avocados. <laughs> yeah, they did. I did see that. <laughs> I think I she called that. the Tabacados. I might have I that wrong. That. But yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> but she did get on um, her Instagram and addressed Wendy in the clip in the most saved way I've ever seen. And, it, it, like, everybody before I watched the clip myself was just describing it as the best read ever, the most saved read ever. And I expected it to be, you know, tinged with, you know, like, little digs and insults. And it genuinely felt like... It felt sincere and kind of moving. And, like... Tabitha don't know Wendy either. True. You know, so she was also doing assuming herself. But it felt less like, let me take digs at you and your failed marriage, and more like, I hope that you can experience the love that I say that I'm experiencing. Mm. And that you understand that everybody is not going through what you think you're going through. And it just turned into, you know, I don't know, Bible study with... <laughs> with 60 teeth with 60 pristine white teeth right <laughs> um and people really enjoyed it there was True. no cursing and it just felt like upliftment and i'm sure that wendy shrugged that shit off and went on another pity brunch with ray j or whatever um but 
you know, here we are in the today of things. Here we are. I, I mean, it felt real nice, nasty to me when I watched it. It was like it did. It was very much like the church lady shade that I grew up witnessing. So immediately I was like, um, it's not that I it's not that I doubt that you mean these words. But I would not say that you mean them like with the full love of Christ, like you say you do. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I was just saying, like, there's, there's, there's this is not the way that I'm not going to love in like the way is... that crystal, <laughs> love in the way that crystal light is juice, <laughs> you know, diet love. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was you know saccharine love. love yeah. you, you drink too much of it, you have a little headache, and then you need to have yeah. some real love to rinse it out. <laughs> so yeah it felt very much like that to me um but at the same time tabitha brown was well within her rights to give whitney whitney wendy every last bit of that because she had it coming first of all wendy talks about everybody everybody um and secondly like you said this was i don't i don't even think wendy at a certain point she probably was not even aware of who she was talking about anymore she got truly stopped swept up in her own story which yes uh, fine girl but like you need to be able to articulate like this is me talking about my experience not necessarily me saying that you are going to have my experience because why would that be the case you and tabitha brown are not the same person. Y'all don't have the same husband. Very it would different. be different if Kevin left Wendy for Tabitha. <laughs> and now they was shacking of, up or something. That would be a different story. But that's not it. And I kind of find it difficult to like shrug off the thought of any Negro leaving a police department anywhere. Like This is a good thing. <laughs> I'm not super tapped into the movings and shakings over at the, the Brown Empire. Um, but that nigga no longer working for the Los Angeles Police Department and instead doing something to enrich young minds. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, this is a great I'll thing. Take it. I'm real happy for their family. Like, real happy that we have one fewer black cop in this country. <laughs> Ecstatic, overjoyed That's for them. How I feel. Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't even know how you could be mad at that. <laughs> but that's the thing. Wendy wasn't really mad at that. Wendy mad at Kevin. <laughs> Wendy mad yes. at her situation. Wendy's still hurting and dealing with the repercussions of the shit that nigga put her through. The years he embarrassed her. This whole situation with the baby mama and how fucking ridiculous that was. Like, yes, it was not. Wendy about was simply Tabitha. reading a teleprompter filled with information pulled together mm-hmm, uh, from a producers. group of people yeah. that are not her. Yeah, yep. with information that she don't give a fuck about as has been done and is a thing and this one was a little bit a bit slippery but that's mm-hmm. how these things go next time you won't try the avocado lady you, I bet you'll mm-hmm. think twice before you try the <laughs> avocado lady again <laughs> because the vegans was not having that bullshit okay they was they were not, not. and I I really enjoy Tabitha Brown's content I don't I don't try her recipes because like I will just eat real shrimp I'm not gonna <sighs> I'm not going to spend an hour trying to craft shrimp out of like hearts of palm. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> not you eating Joanne fabrics <laughs> shrimp. But she reminds me a lot of like 
That's probably a Florida thing. Where is their Joanne Fabrics? (laughs) It's just Miami. Joanne Fabrics is nationwide. It is nationwide. Oh, exactly what you're talking about. Yay! No, I'm not going to sit here and construct no shrimp when there are real shrimp at the at the stop waiting on me. I don't have. I'm not going to do that. Signs projects. Yeah. Yeah, but I like Tabitha Brown and her sleep story that she did with Calm is like one of the best things I've ever heard. Yeah, um, I've heard great things. I couldn't. I didn't even fall asleep the first time I listened to it because I was like taking mental notes. Like she dropped all these damn beautiful ass gems messages throughout the story. I was like obsessed <laughs> with. It. I listened to it every night for like a month. So, um, hey. I want I want good things for her, and I'm never mad at anybody who is like. <laughs> honestly, if Wendy had came at me like that with that same energy, I probably would have done the same thing. Like sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand your marriage was garbage and perhaps you don't know what real romantic love feels like, but don't project that bullshit over here onto me and my family. God bless. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. All that. Well, that is it for the hot tops this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And now we're going to go ahead and take... No, we're not going to take a break. Before we take a break, we're going to get into Kid Fury Sports. So. Welcome back to another edition of Kid Fury Sports Shorts. We know everything about sports. Yeah. And sports know everything about us. This week, we're talking about everything that you can be looking forward to in the latest National Basketball Association finals. This is the era of the Basketball Association journey where the girls are fully into their anime era and they're like, we are the best of the best. Okay, it's, you know, Goku versus Vegeta. It's Midoriya versus All Might. The girls... Are in the, we're here okay. and we're doing the things, honey. And so, you know, it's giving the Phoenix versus the Bucks for the final. Is it? Um, it is. <laughs> it's giving the Phoenix versus the Bucks. Amen. It is for the finals. It is. Um, Phoenix is a place in Arizona, and the Bucks play for um the Bucks are Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And Milwaukee um, is a city in. It is a place. Okay. And <laughs> apparently they have deer. Um, and so the Suns absolutely cleared um, LA to the Clippers. Um, LA, the um, mm-hmm. Stephanie Tanner of, of the LA oh, NBA. Oh, my God. They cleared the, the Clippers for game six. 17 to 22 off passes in the first half of game six in the playoffs. 17 assists. What does that even mean? Um, it means that they did better. Girl, catch up. <laughs> and so Chris Paul, C3PO, 41 points in game six of the playoffs, eight assists in the game, which was a it ended in 130 to 103. For the Suns. And so here we are now. Yeah. uh, Deep into game game one 
of the finals as of the time of recording. It seems as though C3PO has led them to yet another win. The doll, as I said, great addition to the Suns. It looks like we're closing out at maybe 118 to 105 for the Suns. I can Milwaukee catch up, girl. You've got plenty of time. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't go out and do too much drinking tonight. Maybe stay off of my Vidster. Seminal retention is a thing I've heard through uh, TikTok and Tumblr. That's not true. But just try it out. Um, Because this is for all the marbles. It's for the big ones, girls. And so you can make sure to catch game two this Thursday. That is July 8th, where they will be playing again from additional information and points. Um, and, you know, it's looking like it may be a good time for the Phoenix girls. Neither one of these teams have won finals in decades. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's powerful because guess what? (laughs) Trina said, you got, I got an ass so big, like a what? A son. And guess what? Crime Mob said you can knock if you what? But. It's anyone's game. (laughs) It's anyone's game. That's it for Kid Fury Sports Shorts. You're so welcome. Um, This is what I do, and I do it expertly. I'm not here to brag. I just care about uh, the art form that is sport. TNT needs to add you to the lineup. You need to be right up there. They can't afford me. Honestly, (laughs) I'm so busy. And like... Like, who has the time? You know, I do it because I care. They have the budget for Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, but not for you. Wow. Yikes. Right. I mean, it makes sense, you know? (laughs) Because Shaq, I don't know. I don't know what he's giving. Maybe he's in in it for funsies. Barkley, does anybody should be able to afford that bitch? But me, (gasps) I'm over here at the read, girl. Okay. Yeah, anybody should be able to afford that ball, bitch. I said it in a minute. Do you and Charles yeah. Barkley have an issue that I don't know about? I'll take his job any motherfucking day. I'm oh, I know wow. what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. intelligent. Okay. I'm adept to the sport and the things and the statistics and the goings. Ooh. I'm also youthful. I'm young and pruned. And Yeah. You can't catch up. You can't catch up. And Charles Barkley is a piece of shit. TNT so. need to call you. They need to call you. There's never a day where they're ever going to be able to catch up to my beauty. So that has been <laughs> Kid Fury Sports Shorts. We're just take a break and then we'll come and read your letters. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my, for like my (laughs) own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use uh, because, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. 
ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Okay, folks, we are back now, and it is time to read your drama. Hallelujah. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. First of all, we have an update this week. Um, A couple of updates, but this first one came from Ryan, who, um, whose baby daddy decided he wanted to come back around um, yep. after he said that crazy shit to her. I think we read that last week or maybe two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, he but, lost um, a leg. And right, shit. and so now he was like, oh, I guess I will claim your baby. So, Right. Um, Ryan said, after talking... Y'all were very <laughs> passionate about this letter. They were. They were. <laughs> after talking it through with my parents and my group chat, I decided to give him a call and we spoke for an hour about everything. He seems s- sincere enough in wanting to step up and has offered to begin giving me money every month for my son. We ended up meeting him at a public park and he and my son instantly clicked. They are so much alike. Girl, I know you was mad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's true, you know. So they're, he's childish. It did warm my heart to see my son having a good time playing with his father, although Adam insisted that my son call him daddy, and I told him he would get that privilege once he proved he could be one. Well. Also, I took your advice and laid out my expectations for him as he enters my son's life, and I made it clear that I did not want to pursue a relationship with him, and I see this as nothing more than a professional association between myself and a former friend who happens to be my son's biological father. Adam seemed genuinely disappointed, but he understood that there was nothing he could do to take back what he said to me three years ago. Well, thank you for all the advice. I appreciate it so much. Crystal, I'm proud of you for being back in school. I have a PhD in psychology and it's tough but rewarding work. Continue to be black and excellent. Love y'all, Ryan. So first of all, thank you, Miss PhD lady. Um, I I will take that um (laughs) all that encouragement. And I'm I'm happy for you that you were able to put your personal feelings. Your justified feelings. Let me be super clear. (laughs) Yes. But that you were able to put those to the side so that your son could have the opportunity to know his father. Because you could have just not. (laughs) You could have. So Mm -hmm. Um, I want to hear from the straight niggas listening to this by way of their girlfriends or wives in the other room or your nigger or whatever that are rolling their eyes weekly as you usually do. I want to know how you feel about uh, Mama saying that uh, the daddy term is a privilege. Should he be able to get daddy off top, straight niggas? Or should he be able to have his baby call him daddy just off the strength of him being bio daddy? Mm -mm. Is daddy a term that you feel like he should earn a vicarious listener? 
Come on into the room. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. Come, I'll give, give it, let's give him five seconds to walk up to the <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. So what's the tea? What do you think? What's the giving? Because I agree with her. Yeah, I, mean, I do too. <laughs> if you told me you Let's ain't argue. never going to claim my son and don't put your name on the birth certificate and calling my baby all these terrible things and speaking terrible about me, it ain't no way in hell I'm going to let a nigga that my child just met be like, oh, yeah, daddy. No, I'm sorry. You had to literally damn near hell die. No. Right. <laughs> right. For you to decide that you could claim your child, nigga, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> because I think a part of what's been expressed so far, either by way of uh, Ryan's previous letter or responses or both, it's like, who's to say that this nigga's not going to change his mind again and be like, you know what, this yep. is too hard. Yep. Or I don't like your fucking attitude, so I'm leaving and I'm, I decide that I am not daddy. Like, no. Proof. That mm-hmm. you understand yep. what it takes to be a grown adult ass parent. Mm-hmm. And then sure, I'm not going to have my fucking kid get comfortable calling you motherfucking daddy when I don't know where the fuck you stand. This is nice that y'all, you know, get get along and can bond over the, the joy of a juicy juice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm but, not surprised that he, uh-huh. you know, he got along with a three year old. <laughs> <laughs> right because if you are like willing to talk to three-year-olds they will talk to you <laughs> most of them so. listen they will mm. <laughs> they want to be friends um so ryan yeah i'm glad that you gave him the chance but yeah you can as far as i'm concerned he can keep that daddy shit on ice for now <laughs> we'll revisit Move it maybe it. around christmas or something maybe we'll see beat but, it um best of luck to you and your baby though um we have another update uh from simone now simone wrote us a couple of years ago (gasps) oh my god congratulations on winning rupaul's drag race i wish this simone is a lesbian um and wrote us um because her wife at the time made a sex tape with an ex-girlfriend a week after simone's grandmother died um yes so for those of you she said um this episode was on february 28th 2019 so for those of you who want to go back and listen to simone's original letter um (laughs) we read about this (laughs) yeah she yeah so she yeah she said that our advice and therapy friends and family (laughs) (laughs) so she said we helped her um, to get over all that. Um, and so anyway, coming back to this, um, yeah. she decided to start <clears throat> taking better care of herself, got a new job, making more money and decided to go back to school this fall. Um, and then she says, December 24th was my 33rd birthday and I decided to gift myself a new car. I was trading in my old one. So that meant I had to reach out to my ex because we co-signed for each other's vehicles when we were married. She got back to me and was very willing to help, which was a little bit shocking because we ended things on such bad terms. While we were texting, she extended her condolences because my mother unexpectedly passed away earlier that year. She also apologized for what she did and how she treated me in our marriage. I apologized for my part as well. And that was that. Fast forward to now. And I got a text message from her saying, I just really wanted to say that I'm sorry. I was confused (laughs) because this message was from a number that wasn't saved in my phone but it did turn out to be my ex i said it's cool but what are you apologizing for we already had this discussion she said that karma is kicking her ass and now she understands what she put me through 
because the woman that she cheated on me with got married. Um, I'm sorry. The woman that she cheated on me, got married and had a baby with is now doing to her what the two of them did to me. Oh, they got a shared girlfriend and now her wife is icing her out, showing more attention to the new girlfriend. And essentially they are trying to get rid of my ex-wife so they can be together. I would be lying if I said I didn't have a huge grin on my face. But I know the stress she's going through. <laughs> like, And I completely understand. I would be doing the same thing. But human. human. Exactly. But I know the stress she's going through because her ass did the same thing to me. Plus, she doesn't have a support system since moving to Atlanta like I do. So she's constantly hitting me up to vent. I don't have any feelings for her anymore, good or bad, but I also don't feel like being her shoulder as she goes through this bullshit with the same woman that she fucked me over for. What would y'all do in my situation? Am I being too cold hearted? Thanks. Love you both, Simone. So this was like an update slash new question. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. um, honey. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is a classic old. Do you, how you, what is it? How you get him is how you lose him. Yeah, some, you, that's that's it. Yep, how you get him is how you lose him. It's like, what do you want from me, Dolphy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what that face? <laughs> what do you want for? What am I supposed to, how am I supposed to make you feel better here? And like, why would I? Like, what? Right, right. She's definitely, she's definitely using you as her support system. Um, But (laughs) you have got to, like, it's time right now for you to start drawing some boundaries around this. Like, just because I unblocked you and you you know, let me sell the old car or whatever. doesn't mean that we're friends or even friendly. And I'm not going to sit here and help you deal with the situation that you put me through. Like that, I'm not going to do that. I don't know. What the fuck do you want me to say to you? What is... And it's not even like this is unfathomable to me, this type of behavior. This sounds like toxic behavior that is quite common and familiar and whatever from people that do this kind of shit. But it's like, okay, well, God bless. Yeah. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? Be like, woo, woo, woo. Am I supposed to gloat? What the fuck do you want? Why are you hitting me on my line and, uh, about this and not a therapist or somebody or your mm, mom? Like, mm, mm. <laughs> I mean, excellent. Can question. I heal? <laughs> like you want to like, like not only dig up the trauma that your ass put me through with this same bitch, Oop. but you want me, you want me to do that with a filter of pity for you Mm-mm. because you're now going through it? Mm-mm. Can you get the fuck off my lawn? <laughs> yeah. Move around. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, You said you don't have any feelings for her anymore, good or bad. So the next time she texted, if this were me, the next time I got a text message from this person, I would be like, um, good luck with dealing with this, but I won't, I'm not the one who, who will be able to emotionally carry you while you handle I this. I can't help you. Mm-mm. Exactly. Best of luck. And then I would be putting her text message thread on do not disturb so that I wouldn't even Agreed. get the notification. 
when it came in. And then if she continued to harass me or if she reacted poorly to that, then I would block her and be like, see, knew I didn't have no business dealing with your dumb, with your dumb ass. But um, signed, sealed, <laughs> delivered. I'm yours. Yeah, she can't reasonably expect you to be that for her because that is fucking crazy. <laughs> and Ridiculous. that's not your y'all are not friends and you don't owe this woman nothing. She's she's constantly hitting you up to vent because you actually respond. Yep. So I think you have to stop responding. And if you want to tell her why, that's fine. But honestly, I don't even think you owe her that. But you damn sure don't. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like I feel like that just opens the doorway to discussion, debate, argument that is irrelevant, <laughs> unnecessary. It, like I honestly feel like you could just not respond because what the fuck are you supposed mm-hmm. to, supposed to say in the first place? But this isn't an attempt to like rope you into some sort of sympathy journey back to this person on some oh my goodness I was so wrong. Yep. Can you ever forgive me? I now see the light of how I did you. Good, great. Apply that to the future without me in it, bitch. Exactly. Deuces. Yes, actually, I can forgive you, but forgiving you doesn't mean I still want to be on speaking terms with you. Exactly. I'm forgiving you so that I don't walk around every day mad as hell at what you did to me. <laughs> like, and that's and that's what and that P is. game. That should be good enough. If me if me saying Tell that me. I forgive you for what you did is not good enough unless it comes with like reunion. Right. Then you don't give a fuck about about my forgiveness. You don't give a fuck about re- uh, rehabilitation. You don't give a fuck about what you did in the first yes, fucking place. Rehabilitation. <laughs> you don't though. Okay, if me saying that I re- I understand what you're saying, where you're coming from, where you're at, and I forgive you and I'm moving forward, if that's not good enough for you without me being up underneath you or responding to the remainder of your text or whatever, you never gave a fuck about that shit and everything you're talking about is garbage and you need to go back to the fucking drawing board. Yeah, because at Move. that point, you don't care. All you care about is your feelings and getting what you want. You don't actually care about me and what I need. And you have a or the the lack of self-awareness is really astounding because bitch, it would never even occur to me to reach out to the woman that I did wrong for support while the woman I what? cheated on her with is doing me wrong. Like you hoes got what? the audacity. Y'all got it. If nothing the fuck else, how do you even work up the fucking gall to do some shit like that? Sweetie, the bold no. <clears throat> You're not being too cold-hearted. You're not being cold-hearted enough. Fuck her. Let her figure no. it out. That's how she made her choice. And so now you yeah. can make yours. All right. We have another letter from a lesbian. This one is named Ashan. She says, I'm a 32 <laughs> year old lesbiana living in Chicago. My ex-girlfriend Monica and I were in a relationship for five months before she got a promotion that moved her to another state. We decided to break up because we both understand that long distance relationships would not work for either one of us. Um, But we still remain friends and we talk all the time. A few months ago, our group of friends and I went to a bar where her best friend Kara came on to me heavily. While I was apprehensive at first, the Casamigos demon started tapping on my shoulder and encouraged me to live free. So we ended up fucking. Oh, I (laughs) I didn't tell my ex. Single sex seems sweet. (laughs) Making your own money. Looking for the right party. did not tell my ex about it at first but then Kara and I started hanging out more and we hit it off after a few weeks <laughs> of us hanging out <laughs> I reached out to my ex to let her know what was going on not for permission but just to let her know so there weren't any surprises what? 
Monica said she was cool with it and that she could understand. She just urged me to keep her out of any problems that Kyra and I might have. Work. (laughs) Mama's like, you don't even know what the fuck you're getting into. Listen. (laughs) Kyra and I dated for about two months until one day we got very drunk and she started spilling a lot of secrets about things my ex did when we were together that weren't so savory. And then she confessed that I am the fourth ex of Monica's that she has hooked up with. I asked her if Monica... (laughs) She calls these women conquests. And I asked her if Monica knew about these conquests. And she said, no, you're the only one of them who is honest enough to say something about it. What kind of death note? Y'all, I stopped talking to her that night. cat and mouse. My feelings of being just another notch on her bedpost aside, I was really disgusted that she could do this to her so-called best friend. When Monica asked me why Kara and I stopped talking, I just told her that we didn't get along. I didn't feel like it was my place to tell her that her friend has been dipping into her sloppy seconds for who knows how long. I can't believe you called yourself a sloppy second, but well, all right. I feel bad for lying because I think Monica should know what her friend has been doing. I'm not sure if it matters considering they are no longer in the same city and it probably won't happen again. I just feel like if it was my friend, I would want to know. Do y'all think Monica should know about the things her best friend has been doing? Would I be messy as hell if I told her about it? Thanks, Ashan. Honey, I don't know. I didn't. Ha- I don't know how else to respond to that. Um. Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah. She was offended. What? Like, how dare you? <laughs> how did like like it's some kind of game? Maybe like so you just fuck all of your best friends' exes. That seems. Mm, yeah, I would be real thrown off by that. But on the other hand, Monica did explicitly ask you to leave her out of whatever the issue is. So I wouldn't be surprised if she already knows more than more than you think she does. Are you not frightened? <laughs> No, definitely not. This is just lesbian oh shit. Okay, I guess. Yeah, no, this actually doesn't sound that far-fetched to me. (laughs) Not at all. What is this determination to pick up the exes? Yeah, so do you think... What is she doing? Do you think that Ashan, the person who wrote the letter, would be messy if she told... The ex about what the best friend well, absolutely. has been doing. <laughs> yes. Do I think she should do it? I don't know. But messy? Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, but I don't think that you should. Specifically because she said, girl, go away from me with this Apollo. <laughs> she did. So it does sound like she already kind of knows um capabilities possibilities um and just would like to avoid the headache so i think i would not tell her specifically Mm -hmm. because it sounds like she already kind of knows what's up or what could be up and wants no parts and is permitting you to go and have your ratchet fun 
So I think you should probably just do that. Mama was like, yeah, I get that she's a throat baby and I don't want to. Oh, my God. Hear about it. <laughs> Not I get that I'm she's just, a throat baby. I'm so tired. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. I, um, I think that I actually don't think you would be messy if you told her because you sound like you're coming from like a place of actually being concerned (laughs) that this person is like very fucking grimy. So I don't think you're, you would be like trying to be messy. Um, But I do think, I mean, it's hard for me not to put myself in this situation. If I was Monica, I would want to know that my best friend was like literally going behind my exes and, and fucking with them. But I think if you look at the whole situation objectively, the fact that Monica didn't give a shit when you told her that y'all was fucking around, she was like, just leave me out of it, girl. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a very big sign. And then the fact that she was like, if y'all have issues, uh, leave me out of it. <laughs> Another giant sign that um, she may, you know, Monica may know more about the whole thing than that. than she was even willing to let on with you, because if I was... Either that or she has like completely moved on from you because I can't imagine being okay with a person that I thought was my best friend sleeping with one of my exes, much less four of them. So the fact that she was so chill about it, I think that means you should just, you know, call this a lesson learned. I'm sorry that you felt, you know, used for the strap or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know if that was what you did, but well, yeah, I'm sorry that you had a negative experience with it, but yeah, I think I would just mind my business on that one. And, uh, probably just try to keep things cordial still with my ex, but fall back entirely from that best friend situation and, and move on dating somebody who don't know neither one of them. (laughs) That would probably be, (laughs) that's my next like main goal is to just be like, okay, you know what girls, it's time to wash my hands of this whole situation and just find something new that works for me and, you know, go live your bliss or whatever. And, and let that be that. Agreed. Okay. We have another uh, one last email. Very quick question from Sedane, who wants to know if you, Kid Fury, have watched <clears throat> Jujutsu Kaisen and the Demon Slayer. Jujutsu Kaisen and the Demon Slayer. Yes, apparently it's a movie. I'm, I'm going to say okay. no. <laughs> no, I feel like these are two different things. Jujutsu Kaisen, I think, is an anime slash manga that I am not familiar with, but I have heard of. Oh, however, okay. These are two different productions. All right. Got you. Yeah. Demon Slayer, I just started this past weekend and am thoroughly enjoying um, and I simply started it because I kept hearing about it nonstop. And I think there's like a, a movie that came out not too long ago that uh, did really well and is really popular and still in IMAX and theaters and shit. So I started that because it's still in its first season. So I'm trying to catch up on it. And it's really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, and I haven't watched like a new anime thing in a while, especially one that's kind of adult. Um, mm. <laughs> so 
I'm enjoying it. But the other one, Jujutsu Kaisen, I don't know shit about whatever the fuck that is. So y'all gonna have to just, (laughs) you know, bear with me. But I like Demon Slayer. I'm very Nezuko so far. Please, no spoilers. Don't spoil. I'm only on like episode 11. So have you seen, have you seen um, Mob Psycho 100? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I love Mob Psycho. Okay, that one she recommended that I watch that and that I watch Dr. Stone and The Promised Neverland. Good. Yes, all good stuff. Okay. I don't know that you would I don't know that you would enjoy any of them. <laughs> <but> try. <laughs> sure. Like I don't think any of them seem like your tea. You're not really an anime girl. I like, tried. I tried to watch the one with An 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 Andara An Ankala, the last the lost somebody the last airbender yes the last airbender i tried to watch avatar sorry i tried to watch that a lot that's not even an anime i just thought if i if i like if i got it out anime adjacent it would click for me but oh it's not it's also so good how could you not like the last airbender what are you crazy i don't you know i don't even think i disliked it it just did not hold my attention you need to finish it. Oh, okay. I will force myself to do that. It's like 30 episodes. No, it's, I think it's 20 episodes a season. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have plenty of time to do that. <laughs> you need to finish it. I, I am in school. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah. Um. Okay. But I, might- I talked about recently on the show about how fucking over the fact that the James Cameron Avatar films are getting sequels the same time that like Nickelodeon and the creators of The Last Airbender created this Avatar Studios. And now we have to go back through the whole, like, which Avatar are you talking about? The one that's good, stupid. That's a fucking <laughs> fake Pocahontas blue garbage. Okay, but I will add these. MAGA, interstellar MAGA. Interstellar MAGA. I that's will add Avatar these um, to my list of things to look at you know, when I have additional time or whatever, maybe. But yeah, I just don't know if most, I think Steven Universe might be the the most anime that yeah, it's, I can it's really, really get into. Most anime yeah, thing. Perhaps. Because so, let's not forget what Sailor Moon did to me. <laughs> <sighs> Again, I won't. I won't know, do it. I won't do it. It's hard when you're an adult. <laughs> it's hard when you're grown. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, because it's the way different. you had a fit at my house just the other day when the topic of yeah. Harry Potter movies came up. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: like objectively, I'm not. <laughs> you are. I'm really not. You only watched the first three. Only? There's like 18 more. I suffered. I suffered. I toiled. Yes, as did the rest of us. (laughs) But guess what, Helen? Awful. We read the books when we were seven. Yep. And you read them when you were 30. Correct. And so you should have been watching the movies when we were nine, like there are when you were 12. No, thank you. Or (laughs) 15. And like... And you didn't do that. I did not. And so you now have to suffer through the bad ones. No, I don't. And whatever the fuck else so that you can get to the good shit because it does get great. And there's Helena Bonham Carter and... um, No. And the effects get better. No. And the acting gets better. And Alan Rickman... No. Is, is eternal and immortal and fantastic. And... um. I knew it was going to be garbage when Shario told me that Peeves is not in the movies. I knew well, right then. What the then, fuck do you want? I'm just saying, I knew in that very moment it was going to be a waste of my time, and I was right. So, 
I'm not doing this. Okay. And yeah, let's not, because we just did this on Sunday and you were very passionate. Because you're wrong. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that wraps up the questions this week. If you have one for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking about therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space eight zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Folks, we are back. It is now time uh, for the read. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Crystal. I feel like you're going to have a lot of I actually do thoughts not. and opinions. I actually don't have a whole lot to say right now. I feel like there's been a lot of mess that happened over the past week, but what came out today, Tuesday, this news about Nicole Hannah-Jones <laughs> actually made me scream. Do you know who this who, who Nicole Hannah-Jones is? I do not. So she is a journalist. She won a Pulitzer Prize for the 1619 Project, which um, is the... Oh, my God, I do know. Yeah. So the 1619 Project, um, if you didn't read it, um, please do. But... Um, it is at the basis of a lot of why these uh, white conservatives are crying about critical race theory <laughs> um, and the facts that um, that Nicole Hannah-Jones put into this document have really, really pissed off the whites. So um, she was up for tenure at the University of North Carolina. Um, and mm-hmm. at first they initially denied it. And then after the internet had a fit, alumni, faculty, students all protested. They decided to reverse that decision, offer the tenure anyway. Miss Hannah Jones um, today <laughs> declined their offer of tenure and has decided to accept a role at the prestigious Howard University. Mm. Instead, taking her talents somewhere Negro. Um, and I think that Howard actually created a job for her. This is not even a role that I've ever heard of. She is the night chair, night like like night in shining armor, not like not like the opposite oh. of daytime. <laughs> Bro, I thought they were talking about night school. <laughs> no, she is the night chair in race and journalism. She will also found the Center for Journalism and Democracy at Howard, which will focus on training students in investigative journalism and incredibly 
and I mean incredibly needed skill. Um, and one that, you know, she would she would know if anybody would know. So um this is not even really a read. I mean, obviously this is not a read about her because in the announcement it was also um made public that Tanahasi Coates will also take on a faculty role at Howard. He is a Howard yeah. alum, so he'll be teaching in the College of Arts and Sciences. But it's more like I'm just so impressed um, with this Black woman who, uh, if you haven't read her statement about the whole thing, you really should um, go look it up. But what she said essentially was, I have busted my ass for these crackers. And I have proven over and over again that I am simply the baddest bitch when it comes to these things. And there is nothing else for me to say. Like, if you don't, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. And UNC Chapel Hill, yes, you can free yourselves. You ain't even got to worry about me and my bright ass, red ass, Kool-Aid colored hair coming up to your school and nigging up the joint or whatever, like whatever your board thought was going to happen because the 1619 project bitch came through. Like you ain't even got to worry about it. I will go where I am appreciated, where I am wanted, where my talents are seen off top for what they are where i am valued for what i bring to the damn table and it was just like i've truly did not i don't know why but i didn't see this coming i thought she was going to take the tenured job and you know try to work on unc from the inside out or whatever but um excited to see what she does at howard and that also leads me into the second part of my read which goes out to one felicia rashad um, who we truly can't say, I mean, we can't say anything good about anybody on this fucking program because they will turn around in the next 72 hours and um, disappoint the absolute fuck out of us. But Felicia mm. Rashad um, is the new dean of fine arts, I think, at Howard, right? Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <sighs> um, And so when... Bill Cosby was let out of prison last week on a technicality. Again, I want you niggas to understand. It is not as though some new information came out and he was suddenly deemed innocent. This This nigga literally (laughs) pulled a chance card that worked in his favor. Exactly. Exactly. This was literally the prosecutor's office agreed to not do something and then they did it anyway. Like... (laughs) Literally a technicality that got this man out of jail. And Felicia Rashad... 17 minutes after this hit the wire decided to log into fucking twitter which i mean really twitter does not it it never works out well for celebrities when y'all decide that that's where you want to let out your your problematic ass opinions but um yeah she decided to tweet her support of um bill cosby and said something like a, a a great wrong has been righted and, righted um yes a miscarriage of justice is corrected which is just like what first of all first of all this man's sentence being overturned does not mean that a miscarriage of justice is being corrected If anything, a miscarriage of justice is being enacted. It is being carried out right now. I don't know how you, Felicia Rashad, or any of the other weirdos who are just supporting Bill Cosby Cosby despite every reason on the planet not to. I don't know how y'all ignore 
the fact the sheer number of women who have said something about it, the almost certain fact that everybody who Bill Cosby has sexually harassed did not speak up about it, has not made their story public and never will thanks to the way that they have seen you niggas fucking reacting to it and third and most importantly the fact that that nasty ass scummy ass creepy ass son of a bitch admitted to drugging women like i don't know how y'all ignore the facts and the common sense right in front of your face because you love the cosby so so show so damn much it simply was not that great like i get it meant a lot I mean, to a lot of us, we just talk about it. I mean, and I, I understand. I really do. And for a lot of you, it was like the first time you saw niggas who wasn't broke anywhere, I guess. And I'm not trying to take away the impact that the Cosby show had on a lot of people because that's very real. However, it was not good enough for y'all to be doing all these acrobatic yeah, just, twists yeah. and flips and turns and all this shit trying to justify all of this for Heathcliff Huxtable. I mean, not your daddy. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's not your daddy. He is not your daddy. He's not. Claire's not your mama. Theo and them, that's not your brothers and sisters. None of that shit. You did not grow up in that brownstone. That's not your house. That's not your life. I don't understand how y'all are so attached, like so attached to this man and this program that you are willing to overlook all of the evidence right in front of your face and be like, nah. It's because he was getting ready to buy NBC. It's because y'all just don't like when niggas are finally getting their shit together. Y'all just hating on this black man, a legend in the community. And so what? You hoes shouldn't have never been at his house no damn way. And if you was in a room along with Bill Cosby and decided to ingest a drink, then that was your own goddamn fault, you stupid bitch. What did you think? You had a reasonable expectation to be alone with Bill Cosby and not be drugged and raped. Ha ha, you're bad. Like, that's really what you niggas sound like right now. And Felicia Rashad was right there being the main bitch to pipe up and say something about it. Stephanie Mills, dumb, irrelevant ass, decided to chime in and be like, hopefully now he can work to free other niggas who are in jail um, unfairly. And, and this will bring awareness to the block. Bitch, you clearly don't know what the fuck you talking about. But you also don't know nothing about Bill Cosby. If you think he about to turn around and use his energy, money, resources or any combination of the three to help niggas do anything like not <laughs> not niggas in jail. No, 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 no. That's not Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is like the foundation of respectability politics. You know what he going to do? Donate money to an HBCU, perhaps fund some scholarships, stuff like that to the niggas that he feels deserve it. He not going to do nothing. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, Bill Cosby and his wife were I really don't expect this man to do anything but die. Oh, time. no, I don't mean now. But like before all this came out, they were huge donors at um, Spelman. I don't think Howard, yeah. but like they definitely no, they donated a lot of money. Yeah, to they're very big on like, we're going to help you young blacks who are doing the right thing and behaving in the correct manner to advance your lives. And like it's. Like I said, the foundation of respectability politics. But again, it's just something about the hold that patriarchy has on this community. Even Naturi fucking Naughton. <laughs> did you see that? Naturi, <laughs> Naturi fucking Naughton decided that she was also going to lend her she voice. She did. She did. For her Auntie Claire. Her. 
Claire Huxtable. Yeah, for her auntie Claire, she said, you niggas need to leave it alone. Everybody's allowed to have different opinions. It doesn't make you anti-anything. Hashtag the Cosby Show changed lives. Felicia Rashad, I stand with you, sweetie. You know what also changed lives, Nishiri? Trauma. Cosby, (laughs) drugging, raping, harassing, assaulting, real life women not fictional ones that changed lives too just not for the better nobody said anything about us not being allowed to have different opinions that's not even an argument of course we're allowed to have different opinions sweetie we're not six years old we all know that however sometimes having a different opinion does indeed mean that you are anti-something and do you realize the topic of conversation is rape yeah do you realize we're talking about sexual assault, sweetheart? What the fuck do you mean anti or different opinions and it doesn't make you anti anything? Are you not? I'm, uh, what What are you saying here? Are you not anti-rape? Are you not se- anti-sexual assault? Are you not anti-women being drugged without their knowledge and taken complete advantage of? I don't. I really don't understand the point that you thought you were making here. And I don't know why you thought Felicia Rashad needed your help. But now you got your fans all on your Instagram dragging the hell out of you. You got Keely talking about go get me a two piece because this bitch is wilding out. I'm like, and you you literally set yourself up for it. This had nothing to do with you. You did not play Rudy's little friend on the show. You was not a guest star like Alicia Keys was. (laughs) which every time I see that clip, it takes me out to see like baby Alicia Keys on this show. But like, you are not, I don't think I knew that she was, you are not Erica Alexander. (laughs) You are not cockroach. Like (laughs) this, this show. Even if you were sit the fuck down, like bitch, don't nobody, it's a TV show. And again, right. The Cosby show fantastic that it made a difference, that it changed lives, that it caused people to think differently, that it affected people in a positive way, that it inspired and motivated black people to think differently, aspire to differently, treat family. Like if it didn't do those things, what the fuck was the point? What was the purpose? It should have. It should have. That was what it was meant to do. As many, if not most, stories told on TV, specifically from the Black experience, should be doing. So, yes, it's great that it did that. But we have to step around. Like, and it, to me, it's, like, annoying. It's almost, like, maddening to an extent to have to, to like, continue to say this. Because we've done this for the entirety of this whole Cosby discussion. And people just feel the way that they feel. And y'all don't give a fuck about people. You don't give a fuck about the safety of, of women. You don't give a fuck about like the respect or like bodily autonomy of like y'all just don't give a fuck nope. especially when on the other side of that is a rich and powerful man and let that man be black and we're talking about us because like you know whiteness has bruised beaten and battered us so goddamn bad and so long that we're just like any old nigga mm-hmm. should be able to get away with all of the garbage that white people do is it not eyebrow raising and concerning that right on the top of this man's conviction being overturned that harvey weinstein's people were like we live we absolutely live for the doll nope. and for this decision and we know that the judges over here are going to do the same thing for our good girl Harv. Is that not like something that's mm-hmm. like Nope, it's not. They don't give a eye opening. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't care and it's like all right, great. What am I supposed to do with that besides continue to just, you know, wonder why earth still spins. Right. Disappointed and disgusted but not surprised and I mean also that is like as always as 
fucking always. Alicia Rashad put out a bunch of bullshit statements afterwards. I believe victims support victims, blah, blah, blah. Like, clearly you don't. Clearly you fucking do not. And I feel for any student who needs to file a complaint with regard to sexual harassment at the College of Fine Arts at Howard University while you are in charge of that some bitch because I have a feeling it's not going to go nowhere. It won't be treated with the with the respect and the tenderness that it deserves um, if it is treated with any seriousness at all. And you have made it very, very clear that you would rather... I don't... I'm not even going to say it again. I'm just... Felicia Rashad, I don't understand. I don't understand it, but... You've made your bed. Now you will have to lie in it. Um, and then finally, this Shakari Richardson situation. So it came out today that she is not going to be on the Olympic roster at all. Um, mm-hmm. She already had a 30 day suspension. That meant she was not going to be able to run in the um, 100 meter individual race. But um, there was still a chance that she would be picked for the relay team. However, USA track and field um, released a very nice statement. I thought um, all things considered, but uh, basically said, we have a lot of empathy. We think the rules around weed should be uh, readdressed because we don't think that this is fair or great. Um, But at Mm. the same time, everybody knows the rules. And if we adjusted our standards (laughs) two three weeks before it's time for niggas to start packing up then our fucking credibility would be under question and blah blah. Mm -hmm. all this saying you know like sorry girl but you knew you wasn't allowed to smoke no weed and you did so you can't go um which is a lot of people's right approach to this debate right and I mean and I get that I really do I get that the Olympics are not an American sporting event I get that. And I honestly do believe that any other runner would have been treated the same way if their test came back positive. Sure. I just have so much empathy for this girl because of the sheer amount of bullshit that she has been through to the point where I don't care about none of that. Like, I just I just want her her mental health to be in a in a good place. I want her to have a strong community of people who can support her um, while she's dealing with this bullshit. She has been taking it all on the chin, you know, taking responsibility, which is something white people love to see niggas do and um, said that, you know, she was stressed out because her mother died and the stress of prepping for these trials. And I didn't even know this, but she found out about her mother's death because of some fucking reporter who emailed her after, I'm not emailed, but interviewed her after a race and brought it up. And like, she didn't even know about it then, which I don't even don't get me started on how that's even like journalistic journalistic like standards and ethics i don't even understand how you felt like that was an okay thing to do but shikari richardson is 21 y'all have dug through and found her tweets she said some shit about Lil nas x a few months ago that niggas was very pissed off about um and i get that i just don't have it in me for the pitchforks and everything for this girl i just don't have it for all the shit that she has been through for 
for like what it must be like to have the whole fucking world all of a sudden obsessed with you and and picking over every single thing you've done for just being that young and going through the amount of shit she's gone through. I just don't have it. I have I feel like nothing but empathy for her. And I just want her to be in a place where she can take care of herself, focus on herself, you know, um, get back to running. And again, she's 21. She has plenty of time to come back in the next Olympics or in nationals or whatever else and show y'all what she can do. So I'm just wishing her all the healing um, and all the love as she gets through this, because it has to be a shit situation. Yeah, I mean. I I think I feel the same way. Like I understand that it's like, oh, well, you not supposed to smoke weed, and you did, girl. So, blah, blah. but it's like to me, it's a bit deeper than that. I think that it's kind of about evaluating a lot of shit that's going on in terms of rulemaking, breaking, whatever. Because first of all, I don't give a fuck. You know, the the Olympics is not an American. What? Yeah, I get, I get that. It's probably one of the best fucking things about it. <laughs> At the same time, girl, cannabis is not a fucking American plant, mm. and it's just it's it's still twenty twenty one, and I don't understand why we're still treating this as if it's a a. a What's it? A sports enhancing, performance enhancing drug? Yeah. Whatever. It isn't. It isn't. As I said before, a good blunt will make you want to do anything but run track and field. (laughs) It'll make you want to sit the fuck down. Yeah. So her hitting a blunt after, you know, going through whatever trauma, pressure, whatever other fucking shit she has to deal with as one of the best athletes walking or running, if you will. It's like, excuse mama for rolling and, and, and lighting a blunt, especially if y'all can fucking drink at the Olympics or wherever else. It's just, it's not mathing to me. And then on top of that, you have to uh, analyze situations like them banning um, swimming caps that are specifically oh like God, made yes. for black hair and bodies. And, and the fact that, you know, many black athletes, swimmers, performers, whatever you want to call them, um, they can't get their hair style, texture, volume to fit in your regular, regular ass swimming caps. Okay, they got a different situation and you know what it is. You see it and you love it and you can't take. And so to try and thin the herd again, because look at all of these black people, specifically women, clearing y'all bitches yep. in each and every single one of these games. Oh, okay, well, now you can't wear that that swim cap. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? A larger swim cap is, is more aerodynamic, hydrodynamic. What what what's the what's what's the problem? They just don't want your black ass in their sport. So I can't help but whether it's about Shakari Richardson and like as far as the whole the the shit with the tweets go, like listen, you you, Crystal, are the one who let me know that mama was part of the family in whatever regard, <laughs> right. whether she identifies as lesbian, bias, whatever the fuck. You let me know what it is. And she's 21 years old. So many queer people have errors, especially in that age range where they deal with some form of internalized homophobia, self-loathing, self-hate, whatever the fuck. You know, even Lil Nas X 
himself may have been a, a tad guilty of this. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, it's it's a lot. When I saw them tweets about Lil Nas X, I was like, all right. I wasn't following her to unfollow her, so I wasn't too offended. Um, I do uh, support Lil Nas X and all of my auntiness. Um, but, you know, fine. Everyone has their opinion. She must not have liked the devil video. And then they had some other vid- some other tweet from 2015 where she said something about niggas being gay if they wear, pit- wear pink and they should die in a pit or some shit like that. Oh. And I'm like, you want me to judge this girl that I was just introduced to based off of some dumb shit that she said when she was 15? Is this what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to give this black girl a little bit more grace, especially in the today of things to figure out whatever the fuck is going on, to definitely smoke her weed. And I feel like if anybody should be evaluated for what the fuck is really going on and how much sense it makes, it should be the Olympics and not Shakari fucking Richardson. Not any of the fucking what? athletes that are, like, wrapping their hair up, their dreads up in whatever fucking swim caps. You know what I'm saying? Simply working with the hormones or the levels that God gave them without having the y'all motherfuckers to question Yep. You know, what's going on in their bodies or what's going on in their hair or whatever the fuck. Y'all just can't take the fact that black people are going to clear y'all when it comes to a lot of these games. They just are. They just are. Yep. They just are. Show up anyway and have a good time. Do your best, bitch. Like, what do you want? And a lot of this is like the whole the whole testosterone level thing is a conversation that I really hate because um, first of all, y'all be searching for ways to be transphobic. And as soon as you hear this, you jump right into that. Secondly, Mm -hmm. natural testosterone levels vary wildly amongst, (laughs) I don't even know how to say this, like female identified people, XX chromosome people, however you say it, like natural testosterone levels very wildly because this is gonna blow your mind people are different yeah people are different people are different and there is a difference between testosterone levels from somebody who is doping and testosterone levels that occur naturally and you know when people get to the level of competing in national meets and qualifying for the olympics and things like that it is not impossible to have them tested regularly in fact it happens all the time um and so this is something that can be monitored it doesn't have to but y'all search like i said you search for reasons to be transphobic and you search for reasons to deny black and brown girls their things and so you take these bullshit arbitrary levels that don't mean anything other than I just have more testosterone than Becky LaBitch next to me. And you decide that means that we're not good enough or we must we have some sort of unfair advantage in your fucking sport. It's in in sports. It's just called an advantage. Nobody says, oh, my God, that that white boy who smoked weed and went swimming, Michael Phelps, he should be disqualified because he. He has an eight foot long wingspan and it's unfair that his arms and legs are so long because it means he can move faster and more efficiently through the water. That's simply an advantage in the sport. That's just his advantage. Do better, bitch. Like, and there is, and if it, if it were the case that naturally occurring high testosterone levels meant that you were automatically a better track and field athlete than the next bitch, 
then none of the girls with lower levels would ever win anything. But that's not the case because your testosterone mm-hmm. levels is just one factor of what goes into being an Olympic level athlete. Again, if you Imagine weren't that. so dead set on being transphobic and taking things away from women, punishing women, again, specifically women, then this would not even be a conversation. Because do you think that they test men's testosterone levels, which of course they do for steroids, which is something they should be doing. But do you think they take the men whose levels fall below the average for men and tell them, oh, well, clearly something's wrong. You're an anomaly, so you can't compete. Of course not. Of course not. This is something y'all do specifically to women. And it just so happens, hmm, I wonder why, that it tends to be the black girls, the brown girls who have to face this discrimination the most. Gee, I fucking wonder. Again, not shocked. I just... I want the world to stop telling me that things are so much better than they are. I want y'all to stop bullshitting us. And I want y'all to stop acting like we are doing something wrong by simply excelling and being ourselves. You're really sick about it. You'll never get over it. You'll never be okay with it. And yet we'll never go away. That swim cap thing, fully the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. Like. Do you think swim caps made for people with black hair come with like a motor or something in the back is simply the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And they're just like, well, it doesn't meet our standards. So, no, we're not going to allow it. You just don't want black people blacking up your fucking sport, taking things away from the rest of you the way we have been. Y'all so sick of the way we dominate, but we're never, ever going to stop. You just have to continue to see. Girls need to be trying to be way better than you. Are. Like just run faster, swim faster, throw farther, jump higher. They just they train and practice just like everybody else, and they're just better. They're just better. They're just better. You could try being better. I mean, you could try. You probably won't, but you could try. Everyone can't be the best. You know, it's just to be great. Yeah. you know, you know, not Serena Williams, right? Not Simone Biles, not Shakira Richardson. Yeah, <laughs> you know? you're just not the girls. You and then the girls. enjoy your third or whatever. But you know, just like we know, what is really going on here. So please cut the absolute fucking bullshit. And that's it for me. That was all I had to say. All right. Well, that was a lot of what I had to say as well. I will just wrap that up by saying as well, another big fuck you to Miami, um, specifically the government officials there, the people that own the things there. I didn't mention this last week. I forgot to talk about the collapse of the condominium building um, out on the beach. Uh, Death toll, I think, has risen to 36 as of uh, today. Um, 109 people potentially unaccounted for, 70 confirmed. My God. These towers that collapsed on June 24th, to which they later, uh, the mayor, Daniela Levine Cava, uh, had them demolish the remaining part of the building so that they could allegedly... Uh, have a better chance at finding the remains of people. Although uh, citizens protested for uh, possible human residents that were still living, animals, pets that were possibly still alive and just needed to be found. They demolished the shit anyway and are still, I think, searching for people. 
And I just want to say, you know, of course, not like this shouldn't be as like this should be surprising. This should get be gag worthy, and it isn't. Not for me. Um, you motherfuckers have been so pressed about gentrifying the city of Miami and erecting all of these brand new luxury buildings and not taking care of the goddamn shit that has been sitting there erected in your town for literal decades. And this is where it has left y'all. Motherfuckers have known since I think 2018 due to inspections that shit in that particular building was not sweet. They knew they got in, they had inspections done in that building that let them know that the concrete was deteriorating and there was water damage and all of this other stuff. And the girls were bickering back and forth in-house about how much it was going to cost, dropping off boards, doing all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, still having people coming and going in this building. Now look at how many people are dead missing first responders finding the bodies of their own loved ones in this rubble that's too much and you motherfuckers are just talking about oh yeah let's just bust the rest of the shit down so we can just clear it fuck y'all that whole story honestly fuck y'all. i couldn't even handle it i could not i could not handle all of these there are so many sectors of of my city that are unrecognizable to me now because they have brand new buildings just like this one that cracked in half all over the goddamn place that will very likely face the same kind of issues in the future because y'all bitches don't care about that motherfucking shit. You don't care about the city, the people that live in that motherfucking city at all. And it's all about money and greed and capitalism. Fuck y'all. Because this was completely and wholly preventable. It should not have fucking happened. Right. It shouldn't have. Y'all have been building all of these, again, quote unquote, luxury buildings on top of mostly black neighborhoods, black bodies, black communities, like all of that mural this and, and, and day parties and all of that shit in Wynwood. Ask people who used to live there and in Overtown what it what it was giving prior to your graffiti murals and to your, you know, your rose um Saturdays and shit out there. Mm. That's just one part of it. I'm so fucking sick of this goddamn bullshit. This should have never fucking happened. And people with like whether it's in real estate or owner the owners of these buildings, everybody, the mayor, all of you motherfuckers should be ashamed of yourselves. And this blood is on your hands and you're disgusting. And as I've said before, all of the best things about all, all of the good things, all of the good things about Miami and Florida are black. Seethe. I mean, be pissed. Nobody is arguing that. <laughs> That's just a fact. Get mad about it. Disney, Universal, and nigga. That's what Florida has. The end. Yeah, I... Mickey, Universal Studios, and niggas. The end. Everything Everything about that story was absolutely heartbreaking. But when I saw the part about the first responder finding his own daughter, I said, no, I actually have to leave this alone. Because I know that this happened because somebody was trying to save money. Probably a bunch of somebody's. Agreed. Trying to save money. Didn't want to keep something up to code. Or the code didn't have to be followed in the first damn place because inspections are only required every 30 years or some shit. And like this boils down to all these lives lost because y'all cared more about money than people having a safe place to live. I want lawsuits. Yep. I want lawsuits down to destitution, bitch. I want prison time. Yep. I want the girls to go down. I'm tired of y'all hoes. The end. I'm finished. I don't have anything else to say. (sighs) Okay. 
That is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Um, and yeah, our website is thisistheread.com. Anything else from you before we skedaddle? No, um, I did realize earlier that I forgot last week to say congratulations to the Alice's <gasps> having another yes, baby. Yes, pregnant. Oh my God, the cutest little pregnant lady. Oh, adorable. Our friends of the show, fam, <laughs> Kadeen and Deval are having a fourth kid. Y'all about to be so like so y'all. Like, I was about to say. I was about to say y'all about to be so busy as if y'all niggas aren't already busier than all hell. Like, right. Like because every time I watch Encore, here go Deval on the screen. Right. Because he's on sisters. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I be like, look at Deval. All they do is work. I'm praying for y'all sleep because you already right. commonly sleep with a baby's foot in your damn nostrils. Right. So here comes baby four. Yeah. I'm so excited for them. I'm such a big fan and I hope that you have a very healthy and happy pregnancy, Kadeen. Yes. And best of luck, sis. As always, if you need anything, I'm right there. And Lord bless this child if she's a little girl. <laughs> okay. I really can't even imagine, but... Every every girl I know who's the youngest in like a family full of boys be like, yeah, I never had to do um, anything like mm-hmm. and if somebody looked at me wrong, then my brothers beat their asses. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, OK, sounds like the life sis. So three big brothers and a DeVal and me. Because I will pull up. Uh, I mean, and Kadeen is right there as well. So, <laughs> so <laughs> what did you say, young man? With, exactly. Say it again. We would or love young it. Lady? Right. Whoever. We want Whoever the fuck. Say it again. But yes. What was that? Oh. Best of luck regardless. And yes. Very, very happy for the two of you. All right. Oh, I love that we ended on a positive note. Look at us. Yeah. Fun time. All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. We will see you next week. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.